0: Welcome back to the Auto Amateur Podcast. This is James. I am super excited about today's episode because it involves several of my favorite things. First and foremost, this is all about the 997 Porsche 911. But not just any 997, a GT3. And we all know how special the GT3 is, especially the 997 GT3. And third, the owner is from Sydney, Australia, a land down under. As a Brit, I couldn't be more excited to talk to this person. I was raised on Australian soap operas. I used to run home from school so I could watch Neighbours and then Home and Away. I used to listen to Kylie Minogue, and I'll be honest with you, I still would. <laughs> so let's have a chat with David and talk all about his
1: 997 GT3. Okay, righto, so I... Look, thank you very much for ring me, James. Um, I'd love to tell you all about my story with my Porsche GT3. And, um, yeah, it's great to talk with you. So um, what would you like to know?
0: Well, thank you, David. Yeah, so it's I've been looking forward to talking with you. I mean, my favorite generation of the 911 has to be the, the 997. I've owned one myself, but I've, I've always had my eyes on a GT3. And to see one that, like, you have in your condition with the spec that you have, I mean it's it's beautiful absolutely beautiful and from what I understand of the Australian car market as well um, you know they, they don't come along on the used market very often so um, I, I imagine you're quite fortunate to have it. Tell me a little bit about um, how you came across the car and I'm also interested like many of my followers on the YouTube channel about modifications tell me any mods that have been done to the car as well.
1: Sure well look it's an amazing story James so we're Basically, uh, 10 years ago I owned a Porsche 986, boxed, I was always a Porsche fan, and I lost that in a divorce nine years later, and I had no Porsche in my garage, so you know I was always thinking about buying another car. Now, with my old Porsche, I had a bad experience. The old engine blew up with an IMS issue. You know, we've all read about it. Unfortunately, uh, I had to put a new engine in the car. It was a factory exchange engine all the way from Germany. But I bought the car very cheap in the first place, so, Together with the new engine, it was a wonderful car, I had it for nine years and it was very, very um, pleasurable to have. But I knew if I ever had another Porsche, it wouldn't have that rotten M91 engine. And I was always a fan of the 997. I think it was the best looking of all the Porsches. And of course, I wanted that GT3. The GT3 has got the fabulous Mezger engine. So. Yeah. After having no Porsche in my garage for a couple of years, um, I was thinking about a new one, always had it in the back of my mind, and it's funny how things happen in life. I was crossing a pedestrian crossing in Brookvale in 2016 on a walk sign across a very, very busy road, and I started to walk out onto the intersection, and some guy in a four-wheel drive ran a really, really late red light and just missed killing me. He's going very fast. He skidded to a stop. And he looked back to see if anyone was alive and then basically drove away and I thought to myself, gee that was close, it's good to be alive, I've had a couple of tough years after my divorce, you know I really want to go out and buy myself uh, a 997 GT3. So that afternoon I went and saw a local Porsche tuner who also has a sales section in their organisation called Auto House Hamilton a very famous uh, Porsche tuner in Sydney. They do a lot of service work and they've been established for many years. And I spoke to Scott, who runs the sales department, and said, look, Scott, I've had this life-changing moment, you know, and I really am desperate to buy a Porsche 997 GT3. And he said to me, okay, Dave, we'll settle down. We've got none in stock right now, but we'll start looking for you. You know, give us a bit of time. I was very impatient, so I basically went to every Porsche dealer in Sydney over the next couple of days, and uh, eventually I found a, a, a GT3 in in the city itself in Sydney. It was the second cheapest car on the floor. Wow! Now, in Australia, luxury cars are very expensive because we have a horrible tax rate. We have forty-eight percent tax rate on any new luxury cars. So, second-hand luxury cars you know, are super expensive and uh, I've had lots of friends who have had air-cooled Porsches and other Porsches that have held their value well so I decided to take the lunge and to buy myself a 2007 997 GT3 in Arctic Silver.
0: Beautiful. And what modifications have you done to it? I, I see that you know the wheels that you have aren't standard Porsche. Um, I've uh, been reading up on your exhaust, which just looks incredible. I imagine it sounds even better. Yes. Um, tell us about those.
1: Yeah. So um, I put some wonderful options on it. Um, but when I went to the dealership, um, they said, "Oh, look, you know, this is the price." I said, "Look, I'd like to get a pre-purchase inspection." So I took it to a a Porsche tuner in our time called City Performance Centre. They're really top-shelf guys. They really know what they're doing. Run by a guy called Alessio. He used to be a Ferrari team manager. He used to manage the the Chinese-based Ferrari GT team for many years and, you know, knew what he was doing. he said, look, the car's in great shape, Um, you know, grab it. So I did. So uh, I purchased the car, had a couple of really nice standard options just very quickly. It had a sunroof, which is very rare in a GT3. Only three out mm-hmm. of the uh, 111 Porsche GT3 997 Series 1s have a sunroof. It had, also had red seatbelts and had silver trim around the centre console as well. So I took the plunge I bought the car and uh, Alessio from CPC said to me, look, how about an exhaust for your Porsche? And I said, wow, you know, I've just spent a lot of money on this car. He said to me, look, there's an (laughs) opportunity to get the most amazing exhaust on the planet. Made by a company called a And uh, it's full titanium. He said, this is the last one they're ever going to have in the world because they no longer make the exhaust for the Mezger engine. They're only making the exhaust for the 991, which was a new car at the time. And he said, look, there's an opportunity to grab the very, very last titanium full race exhaust so uh i purchased it and uh it was a lot of money in australia it was but it's absolute work of art it's full titanium the stock exhaust for a gt3 weighs 40 kilograms the titanium uh akrapovic exhaust with no mufflers is 14 and a half kilograms and of course that weight saving is important over the rear of the car yeah and the sound is just incredible because they can make the walls of the exhaust so thin with titanium you get the most distinctive sound so it's just basically the headers a hundred cell cat um some link pipes and some tail pipes and you know it looks sensational but sounds even better beautiful so i had the had the exhaust installed, James, and you know, it was just amazing. The first time I started up in the workshop, I thought, my God, what have I done? I'm going to get arrested <laughs> as soon as I drive out the door because Australia has very stringent yeah. um, emission and noise regulations, a bit like California. Right. But, uh, you know, it's been close to four years now, and I haven't been pulled over, but I am very cautious because <laughs> it's super loud. It's well over 100 decibels. That's wow. And, wow. you know, I, I always knew that the Akrapovic exhaust had troubles on tracks all around the world. Yeah. But I thought, well, you know, and I normally go to a big track in Sydney called Eastern Creek, and it's a, a dedicated motorsport park, and there should be no problems there. And for the first couple of years, there were no problems. But now the rules have changed a little bit. So I'm on the threshold of noise. So okay. I've got to be a bit careful when I do my track days. Yeah. But no problems so far. So, yeah, put the exhaust on. Of course, it made the car look wonderful. Yeah, it really does look good. uh, Yeah, straight after that, um, the Krapovich people in Sydney, they had a trade day. And I was invited because I had a a Krapovich exhaust on to be part of this trade day. So all the dealers around Australia and New Zealand were invited to uh, a private racetrack north of Sydney called The Farm, Mm -hmm. which is the most beautiful track. Well it's not really a track. It's more of a it's more of a um um a test road. But it has been designed by someone who makes um um, test tracks so it's not particularly wide, it's only, you know, two lanes wide. But every corner's been designed properly by a guy who designs racetracks all around the world. We have a very famous um, motorsport guy in Australia called Wayne Gardner, he was a, a world champion um, Grand Prix rider on bikes and also did a lot of Australian touring car driving, and um, he was on record as saying in his view this, this track, or this private track called The Farm, was the second best track on the planet after Suzuka Japan, but he was a little bit biased because he was sponsored by the guy who owned it, okay. which is actually Coca-Cola Australia. So I put the exhaust on, it was wonderful, everyone loved it at the track day, I remember all the dealers were virtually having punch ups because everyone wanted to get on board that Porsche 997 <laughs> GT3 with the classic manual gearbox, and the stand was incredible. There were some beautiful Ferraris and Lamborghinis and um, Mercedes-Benz there, but everyone wanted to get a lap in the GT3 because it was so classical.
0: Absolutely.
1: So... I put the exhaust on, and then Alessio from CPC in our time, and he said to me, Dave, what about some wheels? And I said, oh, God, no, look, you know, I've just spent all this money on the exhaust. (laughs) It's quite incredible, plus the cost of the car. He said, look, there's an opportunity to grab these amazing wheels. And I really didn't know much about HRE, but I started doing some investigations. He they said, they've just released a new model of wheel. It's the best wheel they've ever made. Now, HRE, an incredible company. Yeah. They're in in Vista in San Diego in California, and they lead the world in forged wheels. They make some great racing. So, um, brand new model. It's called a an R101, which is special racing wheel, and then they make a special version of it called... They're lightweight, so they really feel the weight of the wheel, so um, I took the lunge. I ordered the wheels, you know, they're order only, I flew to California, uh, I knew what day my wheels were going to be uh, made, so I had a factory tour, uh, when I got to the factory, the HRE factory in California, the, uh, the president said to me, wow, I can't believe you've come all the way from Sydney for a factory tour, I said, yeah, of course, absolutely, and he said, look, I normally don't take customers around the factory. I normally just take the trade customers. But because you've come from Sydney, I'm going to take you around myself. So it gave me a factory tour. I got to see one of my wheels actually being produced. Oh, no way. And um, it was just quite phenomenal. So uh, the factory tour is great. The HRE wheels are just stunning. There's a lot of good wheels out there, whether they're magnesium, hre also making titanium 3d wheels as well which is quite incredible that's probably a topic for another podcast <laughs> um or carbon fiber australia leads the world in carbon fiber wheels we oh i didn't a know that really in melbourne called uh, carbon revolutions in geelong part of the big melbourne university no, I didn't they're know currently that. making wheels carbon fiber wheels for the following cars the 2018 Porsche, um, Ford um four gt le mans car the Shelby 350 GT, the Shelby 500 GT, uh, and there's also uh, um, the Ferrari uh, um, 488 Pista as well. So all those wheels and other cars are all made by a company called Carbon Ceramics. Now, carbon's really light, but believe it or not, the HRE forged aluminium wheels are a little bit lighter than the carbon fibre wheels, which is quite surprising. But the carbon fibre wheels are about 20 pts stronger for, for weights. So, um, they're great wheels, very impressive. So, on the back of the car, it's a big wheel, it's a 20 inch by 12 inch, and it has a 325 of all things James, believe it or not, a 325 yeah. on the rear of the car. The, uh, the 991 GT2 RS has the same profile wheel at 325. The wheel itself weighs 8.8 kilos.
0: Wow, yeah.
1: So together with the, you know, the exhaust, the the savings on the exhaust and the savings on the wheel, uh, I peeled about 53 kilos off a really light car. So from the factory, you know, she was around about 1,395 kilos. I haven't got a pounds figure in front of me. I think it's just under 3,000 pounds. And uh, I peeled about 53 kilos, which is around about 111 pounds off the weight of the car. And of course... Colin Chapman from Lotus used to always say you know if you want performance just to add lightness so that's what I've done and uh, so together with the wheels and the exhaust it's pretty much the perfect 997 GT3
0: so do you think this will be it for you because I know that I mean I've owned a couple of 911s in the past few years and every time I buy one I'm like okay this is it this is beautiful. I'm going to stick with it. And then another car sort of catches my eye. I think it might be a little different if I owned a GT car. But what do you think? Are you going to hold on to this one for a while now?
1: Absolutely. To the day I die, I'll to lose my left leg.
0: <laughs> all right. Fair enough.
1: <laughs> well, you know, good on you. Know, I've got a big on, on the wall, James. Um, we all know Walter Raw. You know, two times world champion, World Rally Championship champion, 2 times Long once winner, um, you know, Porsche's most famous test track guy. He's got a saying, which I've actually printed a poster out. If I was going to buy a car for 20 years, I would always, always buy a manual. You know, because he believes more in a manual. Yeah. The PDKs are great, but if you're going to buy a car and live with it for 20 years, which is what I'm going to do, you know, you want to get a manual. And I don't use the car for commuting, and I've still yeah. got two legs. Yeah. The clutch is a little bit heavy, but you know, it's bearable. Um, so no, it's 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 the car for me for life.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. So would you have any advice out there for uh, fellow car enthusiasts or Porsche enthusiasts if they're thinking about the GT cars? Because of course there's the GTS, the GT3, the GT2, 2RS. Is the GT3 yours? because of the manual transmission, because of the naturally aspirated engine. What advice would you have for folks looking out there getting into a a higher-end Porsche 911?
1: Well, certainly go and buy one if you can. There's not many made of the GT cars. They are very rare. You know, Only one in 100 911s is a a GT car, and um, they are very sought after.
0: Would the the Australian expression be Bonza? What would the Australian expression be for uh, buying a car like that?
1: oh yeah bonds are all bloody bring it or just go Porsche
0: (laughs) well that's great well hey David thank you so much for giving us some of your time to talk about the GT3 I have about another hundred questions I'd love to ask you so maybe we could do a follow up podcast sometime but I do really appreciate you getting in touch and uh, enjoy your beautiful beautiful GT3 So thank you to David from Sydney, Australia for giving me some of his time to talk about his beautiful 997 GT3. I have a load of photos from David that I'm going to be sharing on my website in the next few days just after this podcast launches. So if you want to go check out David's GT3 and you want to see the beautiful young lady that has been draped over his car a couple of times, you need to go check out autoamateur.com for my latest blog post. What I love about the Porsche community is how you can just connect with people around the world. I have no idea about David's background, but he was a really nice fellow to talk to for a while, and we share a passion for Porsche 911s. His GT3 in particular, that 997, is just one of the most pristine examples of a 911. It's built to race, it's built to drive, the look, the number that were produced... Everything about that car just screams drive me. It's one of the things I just love about the Porsche 911, regardless of the model you go for, but particularly the GT cars, and particularly for me, the GT3, with its naturally aspirated engine. Just an absolute dream to own one of those. So David, if you're listening, thank you very much. Everybody else out there, I hope you're staying safe and healthy. There'll be more videos coming on my auto amateur YouTube channel in the next few days. Um, also, some more podcasts in the work. And if you haven't checked it out yet, Lee Sibley over at Total 911 Magazine. He and a couple of friends have just launched their own podcast called The Road to Redline. It is doing gangbusters. It is very popular. They've got a couple of episodes out already. Road to Redline. Go check it out. Subscribe. You'll have a lot of fun. It's awesome. Okay, guys. Take care. See you in the next podcast. Bye.